0: Welcome, dear listeners, to another tale of murder, scandal, and crime from Mississauga's darker side. In today's case, we meet a family whose Canadian dream turned into a nightmare. The Merce family moved to Canada from Holland by way of Detroit in search of a better life. But what they really found was a land struck by the growing pains of its youth. Big city crime was creeping into the once pastoral landscapes beyond Toronto's densely built borders. They would find out that even in the quiet village of Britannia, in the heart of Toronto township, there was no reprieve from the cruelties of crime. From the case files of Heritage Mississauga, this is Mississauga Confidential. Episode 10, Sudden Fear, Service Station Stick-Up.
1: And now, Grape Nuts, the heart of your BEB presents Gangbusters. (coughs) Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. Gangbusters presents the case of the masquerading gunman. Do you know the next stranger that you meet on the street may be a fugitive from justice? Yes, that's true. As a private citizen, you may help identify a badly wanted criminal... ...by listening to descriptions given on Gangbusters later in the program. Ladies and gentlemen, you've probably never met up with a bank bandit... ...but have you ever felt something was robbing you of energy in the middle of the morning... Then what you need is the kind of breakfast that knocks mid-morning letdown into a cocked hat. Why, just one serving of Grape Nuts with milk and sugar gives you more food value than an egg and a slice of bacon. And you'll like the flavor of Grape Nuts. It's really wonderful. It's the kind of flavor that keeps you coming back for more. More Grape Nuts. And now Grape Nuts takes you back to Gangbusters.
0: Wednesday, April 6th. 1938, Village of Britannia. It was 10.15 p.m. Garrett LaMurse pulled himself up from his easy chair and went outside to close the gas station for the night. His wife, Tuanna LaMurse, switched off the radio with a frown. Why Garrett had wanted to listen to Gangbusters just before bed was beyond her. It was one of those American detective shows about criminals, gangsters, and robberies. They'd seen their share of big-city American crime when they immigrated there from Holland in 1905, settling in Detroit with their daughter, Cora. Still, Detroit was where they'd been blessed with their other two children, Nellie and Jack, so Detroit hadn't been all bad. In fact, you didn't need to be in America to find death and tragedy. In 1920, they picked up stakes again and moved to Canada. They lived in Mimico to be near Garrett's brother Jacob and his family. Those were happy, prosperous times. The happy times ended five years ago in 1933 when Jacob and his son Robert both drowned while fishing in the Credit River. Robert was swimming and had gone under near Arendale Dam. Jacob dove in the river to save his son and drowned too. A needless death on top of a needless death. No, you didn't need to turn on the radio to find those. Sometimes, tragedy just arrived at your doorstep. With their children grown and moved out, Garrett decided to retire from his career as a painter. He wanted something easier on his joints. At first, the thought of running a service station on the center road, in the small village of Britannia, seemed like a silly idea, but Tuena had come around to it. Life was slower away from the city, and that suited her just fine. They spent more time together, she kept herself busy with volunteer work at the Britannia United Church, and they liked their neighbors. As Twenna stared out of the living room window into the dark void of the night, she was snapped out of her reverie by the sight of a masked figure moving past the window. She froze, and for a moment or two, she wondered if a specter she had imagined from the radio had materialized in front of her. Then she heard a strange voice from the garage. Hurry up, give me the money, the voice said in crisp, clear Canadian English. The voice didn't wait for an answer like they did on the radio, where the criminals seemed to talk and talk. He just acted. A gunshot erupted and echoed through the house. Tuina ran to the garage to see her husband leaning against the doorway, a deep red stain spreading across the front of his shirt. The man with the mask was standing with a smoking revolver in his hand. Garrett motioned for her to stay back. You want to have twelve to fourteen dollars in your pocket, the man said. Give it to me. Garrett replied, I can't move because you've shot me. Tuenna dashed to get help, but the masked man grabbed her and flung her across the room into a corner. Her body crashed against the counter and she crumpled to the ground. The thief yanked open the register, but there was only small change there. He looked around the room once more in a desperate panic, searching for something he could grasp in his shaking hand, and then he ran off into the night empty-handed. Tuanna struggled to her feet and managed to make her way across the street to the house of William Ward. She was able to rouse his teenage son, Norman, and an alarm was sounded. Another neighbor, Charles Johnston, arrived, and he helped to lift the wounded Garrett into his car. They sped north to Peel Memorial Hospital in Brampton. Tuena knew it wasn't helping, but she couldn't stop sobbing. At the hospital, Garrett went into surgery. He rallied after a blood transfusion and was able to give a statement to the police. By Saturday, however, he'd taken a turn for the worse. All the while, Tuena never slept. She just watched her husband slipping in and out of consciousness, and she prayed for him. I don't want to die, Garrett mumbled at one point, but I guess I'll have to. He slipped back into unconsciousness and never awoke. The next day, after a second blood transfusion, Garrett died of what the doctors called intestinal toxemia. The masked man who had shot her husband and thrown her to the ground was now a murderer. Exhausted and consumed with grief, Twenna collapsed. Over the next week, what seemed like an endless parade of detectives came to her hospital room to ask her about the robbery and the man who murdered her husband. To stir up new leads, Toronto Township offered $100 for information about the case. The Council of the County of Peel kicked in another $250. Still, no leads materialized. Finally, Tuena was asked to make a personal plea to the public for information in her husband's murder. Even though it will not bring my husband back to me, the man who did this must be caught, she said as reporters scribbled her words down in their notepads. I ask that anyone who knows anything that might help the police in their search hand it over to the authorities. But even this wasn't enough. For the next year, the once vibrant and energetic Twinna Lemers felt herself grow weaker and weaker. She never recovered from the trauma of her assault and her husband's death. The question of who killed Garrett Lemers was with her when she too died a year later in October 1939, still waiting for an answer that never came.
1: Listen next week, same time, same CBS station to the amazing facts in the case of the two-time robbers on... Gangbusters! Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production. This is CBS, where you hear Jack Benny every Sunday, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: And so we close the file on another tale of murder, scandal, and crime from Mississauga's darker side. Like what you heard? Click follow to subscribe. This podcast is written by Brian Ho and Nicole Mayer. Research by Brian Ho, Nicole Mayer, and Matthew Wilkinson. An adaptation of this story by James Walker first appeared in the Heritage News. Video content produced by Brian Ho, Nicole Mayer, and Ryan Parks. Mississauga Confidential is a Heritage Mississauga production. Heritage Mississauga is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to researching, recording, and celebrating the history of the City of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Your support helps create programming just like this. For more information about Heritage Mississauga and to become a member, please visit HeritageMississauga.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, dear listener, this is Mississauga Confidential, signing off.